0: This is a review of the PROVE IT-TIMI 22 trial: intensive versus moderate lipid lowering with statins after acute coronary syndrome. It was published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2004. Background: The benefit of cholesterol-lowering with statins compared to placebo had been demonstrated in multiple trials across a range of cholesterol levels in patients with and without a history of coronary disease. The average reduction in cholesterol from baseline levels in these trials was in the range of 25 to 35 percent. Guidelines at the time this trial was undertaken recommended an LDL treatment goal of less than 100 milligrams per deciliter. The Pravastatin or Atorvastatin evaluation and infection therapy, thrombolysis, and myocardial infarction 22 Prove It TIMI 22 trial sought to test the hypothesis that more intensive LDL lowering with atorvastatin 80 mg daily would reduce the composite endpoint of cardiovascular events compared to less intensive LDL lowering with provostatin 40 mg daily in patients hospitalized with acute coronary syndrome. Patients. Patients had to be over the age of 18 and hospitalized for either acute MI or high-risk unstable angina in the preceding 10 days. They had to be in stable condition and were to be enrolled after a pci if one was planned finally they had to have a total cholesterol level of less than 240 milligrams per deciliter for patients already on long-term lipid lowering therapy they had to have a total cholesterol level of less than 200 milligrams per deciliter exclusion criteria included coexisting conditions that shortened expected survival to less than two years or if they were receiving any statin at a dose of 80 milligrams daily at the time of the index event, or had undergone PCI within the previous six months, or CABG within the previous month, or were scheduled to undergo CABG in response to the index event, or had serious hepatic illness, or a creatinine level of greater than 2 milligrams per deciliter. Baseline characteristics. The average age of patients was 58 years, and 78% were men, were white. The index event was unstable angina in about a third, non-STEMI in about a third, and STEMI in about a third. 70% of patients underwent PCI for the treatment of their index event. Less than 20% of patients had a prior MI. 18% had diabetes. Half had hypertension. The median total cholesterol was 180 milligrams per deciliter, LDL was 106 mg per deciliter, HDL 39, and triglycerides 150. Procedures. Eligible patients were randomly assigned to receive either atorvastatin 80 mg or prevastatin 40 mg daily in a double-blind fashion. Patients were seen for follow-up visits and received dietary counseling at 30 days, 4 months, and every 4 months thereafter until their final study visit in August or September of 2003. Blood samples were obtained at randomization 30 days, 4, 8, 12, and 16 months, and at the final study visit for measurement of lipids and other components that were part of the safety assessment. Measurements were made at core laboratories. The dose of either study drug could be cut in half if liver enzymes or creatinine kinase was elevated. The levels were not specified. It could also be reduced in the presence of myalgias. The criteria was not specified trial endpoints. The primary endpoint was the time from randomization to the first occurrence of a component of the primary composite endpoint, which included all-cause death, non-fatal MI, documented unstable angina requiring hospitalization, revascularization with PCI or CABG if either were performed 30 days after the index event, and stroke. Secondary endpoints were the occurrence of each component of the primary composite endpoint as well as a composite of death from coronary heart disease, non-fatal MI, or revascularization occurring at least 30 days after the index event, and also another composite consisting of death from coronary heart disease and non-fatal MI. The PROVE IT timi 22 trial was designed to test whether Prevastatin-40 was non-inferior to atorvastatin 80 mg with respect to the event rate for the primary composite endpoint at two years. To claim non-inferiority for prevastatin, the one-sided 95% conference interval for the relative risk of the two-year event rate in the prevastatin group could not exceed 1.17, corresponding to a hazard ratio of 1.198. Assuming a two-year event rate of 22% in the atorvastatin group and that the two treatments had equivalent efficacy, it was determined that 2,000 patients per group would give the study a statistical power of 87% and that this power would be preserved if follow-up continued until 925 endpoint events had occurred. Basically, if the upper bound of the 95% confidence interval showed that pravastatin 40 was not worse than Atorvastatin 80 by more than 17%, the investigators could claim it was non-inferior the results 4162 patients were included in the final analysis uh, half in each provostatin and atorvastatin group average follow-up was two years compared to atorvastatin provostatin did not meet the pre-specified criteria for non-inferiority set by the investigators the rates of the primary composite endpoint in the pravastatin and the atorvastatin groups were 26.3 and 22.4, respectively, and the upper bound of the 95% conference interval was 25%. It had to be less than 17% or less to claim non-inferiority. The investigators performed further analysis which demonstrated the superiority of atorvastatin compared to pravastatin. However, the presentation of these results in the main manuscript are not in a traditional format due to the pre specified hypothesis that was tested. The only individual component of the primary composite endpoint that was statistically significantly reduced at two years by atorvastatin was revascularization. The rates of death in the atorvastatin and pravastatin groups were 2.2 and 3.2 respectively, and that difference was not statistically significant. Post hoc power for this endpoint was only 50 per, 51% at an alpha of 0.05. The authors report that subgroup data showed consistent effects. However, inspection of the forest plot reveals the possibility of treatment effect heterogeneity, with no benefit for atorvastatin 80 compared to pravastatin 40 for patients older than the age of 65 or those taking a statin at baseline, those with a baseline LDL less than 125, and those whose index event was a STEMI. The rates of treatment discontinuation in the pravastatin and atorvastatin groups were 33 and 30% respectively at two years. Medication was discontinued due to elevated LFTs in 1.1% of patients on pravastatin compared to 3.3% of patients on atorvastatin, that p-value was statistically significant. It was discontinued from myalgias or elevated CK in 2.7% of prevastatin compared to 3.3% of atorvastatin. That difference was not significant. There were no documented cases of rhabdomyolysis in either group. At the time of randomization, a meeting of seven days after the onset of the index event the median LDL cholesterol levels were 106 mg per deciliter before treatment in each group. The LDL cholesterol achieved during follow-up were 95 mg in the prevostatin group and 62 mg per deciliter in the atorvostatin group and that p-value calculated at less than 0.001. Conclusions In patients with ACS, pravastatin 40 mg did not meet non-inferiority compared to Atorvastatin 80 mg. The difference in a composite endpoint that included five individual components was statistically lower in the Atorvastatin group with a number needed to treat of only 25 patients. The achieved difference in LDL lowering was significantly greater in the Atorvastatin group. Notably, the only individual component of the primary endpoint that was significantly reduced was revascularization. Inspection of various subgroups suggests the possibility of treatment effect heterogeneity for several important subgroups, including patients older than the age of 65. This trial helped establish lower LDL targets for secondary prevention, but also highlights the diminishing gains of such therapy.